0: I am Rami.
1: And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs is a podcast where we talk about interesting things that we've read or heard and how it relates to the workplace experience. Our goal here is really simple. We want to help all of us expand our workplace toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. So we are purposely going to talk about these topics in three different ways. First, we're going to hit it at the very highest level. Second, we'll share about how we've experienced it in a really specific way. And lastly, we'll end with some really practical tactical tips that you can take back to your workplace experience this very week. Rami, what do you have for us today? I, I heard we're going to talk about why?
0: Yeah. So I was thinking about what a three-year-old's favorite question is. And that question is why? And then they'd say it a thousand times. This is true. Why? why why and um, actually I was my my wife has been reading a book that I think both of us have read which is Find Your Why by Simon Sinek and the question she asked me was hey Rami what's your why and I said I think it's this thing and she was like it's not that thing and then I talked to you Shannon and I was like hey I think this is my why and you're <laughs> like no it's definitely not that thing like I don't know why you're saying 45 words it's, it's, it's one word it's easier than that And so, the goal, I think, today is to help people understand, one, why a why is important. And two, I think trying to lead you guys down the path of how to find your why. I don't know that it's the simplest thing. I think there are a lot of really good questions you can ask to get to your why. Um, But I wouldn't say that it's a thing that you can just, like, contemplate for 15 minutes and come to. I think it's honestly... It'll take a little bit of introspection, um, a little self-empathy, mm-hmm. thinking about yourself, trying to unpack, asking yourself these questions that we'll bring up later, and then and then probably going to people that you trust and saying, here's what I think my why is, and having them tell you, like, no, don't be stupid. Like, it's not <laughs> that thing. Like, why are you saying so many words?
1: For the record, I don't think I said, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's very not empathic of you, Shannon.
1: Mm, nope, not at all. And here I am leading a <laughs> podcast about workplace empathy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about... The two things that I'm bringing up, which is Find Your Why by Simon Sinek, and then this article by Maggie Worrell, which is called Find Your Power of Purpose. I think the two work really well together. The, the idea is that finding and understanding your purpose is important to understanding what motivates you and why you do things. So knowing your why is an important first step in figuring out how to achieve the goals that excite you and create a life that you enjoy living versus just surviving.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so important to highlight here, because this is a podcast about empathy. And so why are we talking about your why? Well, because we want you guys to have empathy for yourselves, you know, and sometimes I think Rami and I can both think of people in our lives or ourselves sometimes when we Mm -hmm. felt a little bit purposeless or aimless, and we weren't operating with a lot of self empathy or self compassion. So that's why I think we felt really passionate about bringing this topic forth to help us give ourselves a little bit of empathy and grace in this thing called work and life.
0: Yes. And I think too, like understanding that piece and and trying to put a, a word to it or a phrase to it and helps you kind of know the drivers as you continue through, right? Like whether it's work, whether it's life, it's, it's what is the kind of the underlying driver in that? Yeah. And I think it's different for all of us. I think some of us will kind of overlap in what our why is. And that's where I think the next piece is probably your how. And I think that's probably the part where it breaks out even more. But I think getting to understand that why and starting to realize that that's actually been your driver this whole time, I think is a really cool thing. And also helps you keep the focus on that thing. The The book and the article talk a lot about like why it's so important. They, they talk about great leaders and inspiring others. And how they always communicate their why first. So they say that great leaders and companies naturally get this right by starting all communication with why they do things. Mm-hmm. It's eventually followed by how they do things. And then they finally reveal what it is that they do. But it's starting with the why. So an example here is, is Patagonia. They're here to make products properly and edit ethically to help sustain the resources the earth has given us. So by the time they get to their what, we're long sold on their cause and ready to support them if if that's something that we believe in, right? But we at least know their why at the beginning, and then they go, and we're just going to make really well-produced products that hopefully, like, will last you a lifetime. This makes so
1: much sense, and also, how the heck do we do it? Like this this feels like a really daunting, overwhelming question. I can remember being in the season of my life where I was trying to figure out like, what the heck my why is. And frankly, I still don't know if I have it nailed. But like, <laughs> how do we help our how do we help our listeners figure out how we find our why?
0: Yeah, and I think to the the Patagonia example is good. I will tell you that there's probably five companies who do this really well. And every other company does it poorly. Because mm-hmm. it's really hard to find a a solid why as a company. Mm-hmm. Because just saying like, oh, I just want to make money is like a, a really crappy why. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason that a lot of companies exist, right? Is like there was an idea, there was space in the market, and they went after it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't driven by uh, a why, it was driven more by a a opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And so I think that's important to keep in mind that both for Shannon and I giving our examples of why the example of Patagonia, I would say, at least for Patagonia, that's very exceptional.
1: Yeah. And I find myself caring less about the company's whys and more about how how do we find a personal why? hmm So- No, for sure. Did the article have any suggestions on that?
0: Yeah. So the article came up with four questions. It said- The four questions are, what makes you come alive? So it's really like when you think about yourself, your work, your life, like what is it? What are those moments? What are those places? What are those things that make you come alive? So yeah,
1: I'm thinking about an exercise called the, the four columns exercise. I don't know if you ever did it. At that time, our mutual employer, really, I feel like everyone knows about this exercise. And then I share it with clients. And they're like, I've never heard of this before. So one of the columns that you ask yourself is what gives me energy. So to me, that's a similar question of what makes you come alive? What gives you energy? Like, when is your energy highest and paying attention to what you're doing at those times?
0: Yeah. And I think what gives you energy is a really interesting way to think about that. So what makes you come alive? Or what gives you energy? I think is the first piece. Yep. I would make a list and, and write those things down. The, the next one, I think, is so deeply connected to your why that I think we forget it a lot. It is, what are your innate strengths? Mm. What are you naturally driven by and good at? Because your why is going to have to somehow play into that. Otherwise, it's not going to be your natural built-in core why, right? It's going to be something that you're forcing.
1: And how do you go about uncovering your innate strengths? I think this is a question that can be really tough for some people sometimes.
0: Yeah, I would say, like, think about the things that come really naturally to you in, in work and in home. I would also think about when when you're given positive feedback, what what is it around? Mm-hmm. And, and was the thing that they gave you feedback on something that came really easy? Or was that something you struggled with? Right? Because I can think back on... Look, we don't really forget positive feedback we're given. That's that's just how we are as humans, right? I think back on the feedback that I've been given, and and it's really easy for me to break it down and say, oh, this was something that was super easy for me, but ended up doing really good, or this was something that I really struggled with, and I happened to demonstrate a good job with. And I would say the ones that you put a lot of effort into, maybe push those aside for now and look for examples where it was something that was just so natural to you that it was like, oh, that's just that's just how I exist. Like, I I can't imagine another way of doing that thing.
1: The word that comes to mind for me here is like, what feels effortless?
0: Yes, effortless.
1: And paying attention to that. Like I can think of um, clients who have supported through this process. And when they start to reflect on thinking about what's effortless, like one of the women I'm thinking of, she's an effortless fundraiser. She loves fundraising. She can get (laughs) tens of thousands of dollars from people. And for others of us, like, oh, my God, that sounds terrifying to me Mm -hmm. to have to ask people for money. But for her, it is effortless. It is just so easy. So what a great question to think about.
0: And I think that's also one that you can poke back at others, right? Like that that core group of that one or two or or seven people, whoever it is that you have in your, your little tiny circle, ask them like, what do you think is effortless for me? What do you think my innate skills are? Yeah, Um, So that's the second piece. So, so far we have what makes you come alive, what gives you energy, what are your innate skills um, or strengths, and what is effortless for you. The third one is where do you add the greatest value?
1: Mm, This is similar to a question on the four columns exercise. Eh, Actually, maybe it's not. On that sheet, I'll have people think about like, what does your, what does the world need? Or like, what does your company or business need? So that's a little bit different I'm seeing Mm -hmm. now. I think about value and strengths being really similar. I'm trying to think about what the difference is between those two questions. innate strengths versus adding greatest value. Well, I guess you could be really strong at something that's totally useless to the world.
0: <laughs> yes. And so, but I think it's like, how do you pivot that to actually give it value? And so yeah. I think you're, you're hitting it on the nose. I think the two are, are semi-intertwined. I think one of the things that, I would say is a place where I add a lot of value, at least in my current company is in terms of like levity Mm. and finding the right ways to bring that in. So whether it's an activity or, or planning something else, but I think that comes from probably an innate strength of mine, which is that I love like personal connection and I love when people get to connect.
1: Yeah. That is such a gift that you have to bring that levity into every conversation. (laughs) I love that about you.
0: And so I think, think about like where you're adding that value and it it probably does correlate to an innate strength, but I think the two are going to be separate, but equal. And I think getting to understand those and even thinking about for yourself, like how do you, how do you turn your innate strength into adding value? I think is really important especially in trying to un- unpack your why. Yeah. The 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 last one is the most uh, ethereal. It's the it's the big question and I think this is one that you really want to like really sit down with, think about, maybe walk away from, come back to it and and maybe oscillate on that for a while, but the question is how will you measure your life?
1: <laughs> you know, just that, <laughs> just just going to put that out there. That's a big one. I, I love that question as a coach I, that I'm just like literally salivating. If you could see me right now, uh, and also <laughs> what a doozy to try to answer in one sitting. I don't know if I could answer
0: that. No, and I, I don't think you, you do, right? I think it's one, I think think about these walk away from it, come back to it, and then try and like get some some sketches down of what the, the first pass of that might look like. I think finding your why is not a, we're going to sit down. We're going to answer four questions. Now we have it (laughs) done like super easy. I know what's been driving me. I know what will drive me like, great. My life is figured out. I think it's, it's something you're going to constantly be putting effort against and, and validating, right? Like maybe your why slightly changes throughout your career, through your life.
1: Well, and I was just gonna say, can we touch on that a little bit? Because as somebody who supports people through like massive transition and change, I want to make sure that we normalize the fact that your why can change. Like what makes you come alive in one season of your life might be different than what makes you come alive in a different season of your life. And us as 30 somethings can uh, take that Not take that for granted, but like uh, think that that's false. But I've seen it play out in people that I coach who are 60 years old, you know, like maybe you loved being a surgeon and holding a scalpel for most of your life, but it is just not doing it for you anymore. It is no longer making you come alive. And that's okay.
0: Can I poke at this? Because it's interesting to me. So is it that there was a false sense of um happiness and joy within what they were doing? Or is it that their why actually like completely changed? And so at one season of their life, it was one thing. And so in another season, it's something else? Or are the two whys very similar? They just happen to be getting at them in different ways? It could be that the two whys
1: are very similar, and they're getting at them in different ways. And maybe it hasn't changed. And maybe people confuse why and how too much. But still giving yourself grace and permission to then say, so these questions are saying that they help you get at your why. I think a little bit, we can use them to inform the how too. One of them literally starts with how. Um, Mm -hmm. So how do you not take it so seriously and give yourself grace and empathy? If we go back to that word in the process to say, it's okay for that to, it's okay for elements of this to change. I used to get a lot of joy and personal fulfillment out of leading teams in corporate America. I also get a lot of joy out of serving my community as a foster parent and whatnot. And for me, it was tough for me to imagine doing both. And so how I chose to extend my why in the world shifted. But I, I, truth be told, I don't know if I was clear in my why.
0: <laughs> that's fair. And I think that's it too, is like, without like a very clear why I think it does change, right? I I kind of question the, the idea that your why could like momentously 180 degree change, because I think your innate strengths are probably not going to change. I think what makes you come alive could change. What gives you energy could change. I think where you add the greatest value for sure could change, right? Because in one place it requires the set in another place it requires this other one. But I think your innate strengths don't change. I think it's the how that you use them and then a reposition of the Y in that space.
1: And also your innate strengths can change. Four years ago, I was not as, I was not as strong of a coach as I am now, you know? And so I want to give people hope too, to say that you can grow and learn new skills if your why requires it of you. If the ways in which you want to serve or choose to serve require you to learn new skills, hell, like let's talk about parenting, for example. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. if that's part of your why to be a parent, like, you're going to have to learn some new skills to be a great parent someday. Uh, yeah. And those can benefit you in the workplace. So anyways, we can go on and on and on about this topic. I, I could go on and off. On yes.
0: <laughs> so maybe what we should do here, because I-, I know we have another set of three questions that we can get at. Yeah. I think let's maybe unpack our wise and kind of walk people through them. Yeah. And then let's hit those last three and give people an alternate to the four and, um, try and figure out what those next steps are. So Shannon, do you want to walk through your why? <laughs>
1: Honestly, I think why sometimes gets overcomplicated for people. And I'm more focused on anchoring myself back to three simple questions. So I can cover those here. I Okay. uh, to make sure that I'm living into a good why every day. So for me, what helped me really center on it was to ask myself three things as often as I need it. Am I doing work that I love? Am I doing it with people I love? And am I doing it in places that I love?
0: All right, let's go through those again. Are you doing work that you love? Mm -hmm. Are you doing it with people that you love? Mm -hmm. And are you doing it in places that you love?
1: Yep. I think it can be that simple. So for me, like if I level up, like what is the higher level why for me right now? It's pretty generic, but like my why is simply to help others find joy and fulfillment in their work. Because I think that the world would be a better place if we were all more joyful and fulfilled in our everyday life. And so for me, a big part of my why is making sure that I'm freaking doing that every day and modeling Mm -hmm. the way. And so how do I check in that I am living a joyful and fulfilled life? For me, it's those three questions. People I love, places I love, work I love, check, check, check
0: doing good well and i think you're really good at transparently showing when you are struggling with those things and i think kudos to you for being vulnerable and and transparent but i think those three questions are really good to just validate where you're at and to validate that you're doing the thing that is going to keep you going
1: yeah so that's mine rami what's what's your why
0: so i had a as i alluded to earlier a lot of words And multiple people, Shannon and and my wife (laughs) primarily, told me that it was too many words and that it it really is one thing. And I think it is. I think it, it. for me, my why is just empathy. I think we're better when we care about each other and ourselves. And I think if we take a more empathic approach to all things, right, whether it's problem solving, one of the things that I love doing is design thinking, which is empathic design. Yeah. I think all things with empathy get us a little further and and I think that will continue to be the motivating factor for me in however I do and whatever I do because I think my my viewfinder and, and, and my my approach to things is always to look at it through the empathic lens right and I think that's where after saying it out loud it, it becomes very clear because then you go hey Rami you're, you're podcast that you do with shannon is literally about empathy like what yeah. <laughs> like why is it so tricky for you to think that it's anything but empathy so
1: well and that's where i think sometimes we overcomplicate it and we think that our why needs to be like this like four-part mission statement and it uh-huh. can be as simple as empathy it can't be as simple as joy and fulfillment um and i think one thing that you and i did when we were preparing for this episode is always came back to that question of like the world would be a better place if dot 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 Mm-hmm. Play with that question. play with that prompt. What comes up for you? That's a sign of what what your why might be in my opinion.
0: Well, and I think too, like that question works for probably half of us, right it It works for the people that I've kind of perused this with, and so maybe it works for everybody. But I don't know if that prompt works for everyone. So I would say like think about that prompt. is that is that something that is driving you, right? Yeah. Is, is your why anchored back to a, a very big thing or, or not, right? It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Right. And so I would say as you're going through these, as you're writing them down, if, if your why and, and the things that are motivating you, you know, driving you and, and your skills and your value and how you measure your life all seem to be anchoring to a really big thing, then the question is, what would make the world a better place? And I think that can give you your your why in a very quick way. I think if yours aren't getting as lofty and, and outside of yourself, um, then I don't know that that question helps.
1: Okay. I can challenge that again, but I won't. <laughs> Please. I, well, I would just say that I don't know that joy and fulfillment is loft. has to be loftier outside of myself, but I do believe that the world would be a better place with joy and fulfillment with more people operating themselves from places. And same thing for empathy. Like, That it can be the world would be a better place if I operate with more empathy, you know, like it can it can just be as small as you and you can be the powerful seed that (laughs) plants
0: that that drives it. Yeah, no, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So I think in terms of tactical and and takeaways, we've got the four questions. The four questions are what makes you come alive? What gives you energy? What are your innate strengths? What comes effortlessly to you? The third one is, where do you add the greatest value? And the fourth one is, how will you measure your life?
1: Okay, TV timeout. That was way more than four questions.
0: So the the four the big four questions in the book, what makes you come alive? Which is also pivoted as, what gives you energy? Yep. Number two. Is, what are your innate strengths? Or what comes effortless? effortless eff, uh, it's not speaking. It's uh, effortless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. Aunt Shannon, you got that word for me?
1: <laughs> Effortlessly. <laughs>
0: Perfect. There's $10 right there. (laughs) Thank you. The third one is where do you add the greatest value? And then the fourth one is how will you measure your life? That's four questions.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because you were doing two questions for the first two. And I wanted to make sure that everybody was clear on which ones were
0: were at which. So you've got that set of four slash six questions. Mm -hmm. And then Shannon's three are?
1: Are you doing work you love with people you love in places you love?
0: And I think taking those, whether they're seven questions or nine questions, I think you can take a stab at them and, and really try to, to poke at them. And I think in doing that and asking yourself this final question of what would the world be a better place if you'll probably get to a feeling, a theme, something. And I think take that to those people that you work really closely with and say, here's what I'm getting to. But what do we think I'm trying to say here? What's my one, two, three, four word? Why?
1: I cannot wait for people to do this exercise. I hope hope that they do. I hope they take the time for it to build, again, some self-empathy here. If you're feeling a little bit lost or wandering around aimlessly, it might be a good time for you to check (laughs) in and ask these questions. And hey, we've all been there before. Or if we haven't, your turn's coming too.
0: And I think if you find your why, let us know. Like hit us up on Instagram and say, look, I found my why. Like yeah. I did this thing. Here, here's the thing that worked for me. Or here's a prompt that, that I think is actually better than, than what you guys had provided. Yes. And here's the why I came up with. Cause I think seeing other people's whys and hearing other people's whys also helps us kind of say, Oh, okay. If, if Shannon's is this or if Rami's is that, then maybe mine is this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It can be helpful to share. So find us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and have you share. And with that. I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was Workplace Hugs.